0: With the bond, too, I think that other caregivers, whether it's your spouse or grandparents or even the daycare lady and that they absolutely love, they only get that bond when mom is actually away. Like dads are finally able to parent like they want to, be the sole caregiver when mom is gone, whether it's a trip to Target or a trip to L.A. for four days. So giving them the opportunity to be a parent and to have that bond is something special we can give to them.
1: episode 12. We are going to dive deeper into mom guilt today. This episode is so timely for me because as it is airing, I am going to be leaving for my trip to Los Angeles. This is going to be the longest that I've ever been away from my three children. So I have come so far with mom guilt after Max, my first child, who's now three and a half, I really, really wrestled with it, grappled with it. I was not in a good place. Three kids deep, three and a half years into my mothering, I do feel a lot better about it, but it does still show up. I am not immune by any means under the sun. So as I prepared for this trip, Abby and Drew were both very instrumental in in helping me, I think one thing that I've learned is that if I am feeling guilty, sometimes there's people that can help coach me through it. Of course, it's something you have to do for yourself, but also reaching out to a friend or someone that you know has gone through a similar situation is very helpful. So, Abby travels a lot for work. And I don't, I've been a nurse and then now I'm an entrepreneur and it just has never been a part of my schedule. As I've joined this mastermind and other opportunities show up, I know that travel is going to become a part of my life. So my first go of it, I was trying to book my flights to maximize time with my children to a point where it was just like, I was going to make life so much harder for myself. So to give you an example, I was thinking of taking a 10.38 PM flight out of Madison so I could do the entire bedtime with them on Monday and then leave after that because I had to be in LA Tuesday morning at 10 AM. And I was telling Abby and telling Drew about this flight schedule that I was going to do. And they were like, Amy, we love you, but You are being a little intense. Like, what if you scheduled your flight earlier so that you could feel really good about traveling and getting there and feel your best when you are showing up to this mastermind? And this is completely the truth, you guys. When
0: we're telling this story, Amy was going back and forth like it was the biggest decision in the world. And this wasn't something that happened five years ago or a year ago. This was a couple of weeks ago. Like, this literally just happened. And watching Amy struggle with an extra two hours or five hours home with her kids, when I'm like, the biggest thing this week for you to focus on, Amy, is this mastermind. Like, your children, obviously, they're so important. And they're always going to be there and they're still going to love you. But you being home for an extra couple of hours might actually make the situation worse when you leave. Right. And it also is going to make it really difficult for Drew to just transition seamlessly into this role. Like Drew, a couple weeks ago, he
1: was gone for a couple of days. Right. And that's the thing too, is as a partner, I felt guilty or bad because I'm going to be leaving Monday today through Thursday. So I Drew would be on his own. And it was Drew himself that had to be like, Amy, I just did that to you for my job. And I asked Drew, we went to breakfast before he left. I'm like, Do you feel like dad guilt when you're traveling? Because you're gonna be gone for four days. And you know, and he said, Amy, I do. I do feel a little bit of guilt. He's like, mainly because I know how hard it is going to be for you because we have three children. They're very little. So you have to do everything for each of them. And we both know it's pretty intense, especially if you're on your own. But he's like, that's the main thing that I feel is that as a partner, I wish I were there to help you. And he's like, and of course, I'll really miss them. But You know, aside from that, he doesn't really have those feelings of like trying to make his flight schedule (laughs) insane so that he can um, accommodate the family better. So he said he's like, Amy, you are not being rational about these flights and you being home for two extra hours. Like, I understand that you want to see them one more time. I'm going to cry, but he's like, they know how much you love them and that's not like a made in two hours of uh, like dinner scramble and bedtime scramble. Like that's not made in such a short time.
0: And as we go through this conversation, I'm going to take over here, Amy, okay? <laughs> you might be thinking, but I don't ever travel for work, um, or I am never really gone, or I could never do that, or I do that all the time. This is not about comparison. Like This isn't about figuring out, okay, how does Amy's life or Abby's life correspond with mine? But what it is saying is these situations will come up, whether it's a couple of hours, a couple of days, whether it's for work, whether it's for your personal life. Maybe there's a bachelorette party that you've been wanting to go on or that girls weekend that you still haven't planned and you have a, a four-year-old at home. Maybe it is that work trip that you finally have this opportunity to be part of, but you're thinking that the mom guilt is just going to overtake you. And it's hard. It's hard. Like I'm watching Amy here on this first really big trip, and this is a really big deal. This mastermind is an incredible opportunity for you, Amy. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes to our mind is my kids at home, my husband at home. And in America, I think that that's just that's just how we have been. Like this is an American standard that we put on ourselves. Other countries don't live like this. They don't have these stipulations in place. They don't have this huge mom guilt pressure over just overbearing on our shoulders. But yet as Americans, we do.
1: And like Abby was saying, we just had this conversation with our friend Kate yesterday, who's thinking about going to a bachelorette party. And that would be the first time that she's maybe away from her baby that isn't even born yet. And she's grappling and wrestling with this decision already And that's kind of the way of things for women is that we, you know, she, this is her first baby. She hasn't even been a mom yet. And her friend has this major moment in her life. And as a friend, not, you know, she wants to be there more than anything, Mm -hmm. but she's also being honest with herself. And like, I just don't even know how I'm going to feel at that time. I'll have a three month old for the first time. And so as moms that are further down the road than her, we tried to help her with that decision and said, every person feels differently. There are moms that are like, thank God I am going (laughs) to go to this bachelorette party. I'm excited to be out of the house. This is a lot. For a lot of first-time moms, that would be a major, major milestone to hit pretty early on. No judgment, but... A lot of women struggle with leaving their baby that soon into motherhood, especially after their first. Especially after the first, definitely. So I know you struggled the most with mom guilt after your first daughter, Lucy. Can you kind of give us a behind the scenes of what that looked like for you? Yeah. So when
0: Lucy was born, we had, I'm going to get this number wrong, but we had something crazy (laughs) like seven weddings that summer. So every single one of Colin's friends was getting married the exact same year. A couple of our coworkers and a couple of my friends. So it was one of those things where right away, I mean, at four weeks old, we were going to a wedding. And at four weeks old, I was not comfortable leaving right. my baby. And I don't, I think that most women would also agree with that. I mean, I was still bleeding for crying out loud. Yeah. Like I was physically not even recovered at that point in time. But when we were planning the wedding, Amy, I was like I travel for my job. Like I have to get good at this. I have to be able to be able to leave a child and be okay with it. And when I was planning the wedding, it was like, "Hey grandma, you're going to come for 3 days. We're going to go to the rehearsal dinner, we're going to go to the wedding, and logistically, it made sense." But the emotional part of it, when I actually got to a couple of days before, I was a wreck an absolute wreck. And luckily, we figured it out where we got an extra hotel room. Grandma came up with us. Like It worked out really well. I was still able to go back and breastfeed every two to three hours, as we know, with a couple week old. (laughs) It's a lot of work. But it was really difficult. And then at 13 weeks, when I went back to work, I think it was my second week on the job, my first overnight already popped up, my first work trip. And this isn't as easy. I can't have grandma come to Nashville with me I can't have Colin just get an extra hotel room and take off work for a couple of days and planning for that especially since I had to book my travel when I was looking at this tiny two-month-old baby the emotional roller coaster you can't even put words into it like figuring out this is what my new life is actually going to be where I'm leaving my baby, I'm leaving my child this tiny little infant that I created and that we love so very much this is my new life And that first work trip, Amy, I cried the entire drive to the airport. I cried the entire flight. Like the the flight attendant kept coming over being like, hey, do you want more goldfish crackers? Do you want a ginger ale? I think I probably drank like seven free sodas. I don't even drink soda. But I was like, bring me something to make me feel better. The lady next to me was so kind. I was crying the whole time being like i'm leaving my baby what's wrong with me and abby is not a crier (laughs) crier. she has a scheduled two cries a year oh unless i'm pregnant or obviously have a 14 week old that i'm leaving but amy i got back to the hotel that night it was like seven o'clock i was exhausted just from being so emotionally told the whole day and i fell asleep i pumped and then fell asleep And by golly, I woke up at like 7.30 a.m. the next day. I slept through the whole night. I woke up. My boobs were just crazy full, leaking everywhere. And I'm like, wow, that felt really good. Like that felt really good. Like the emotional strain leading into it was terrible, but that felt good. I was doing something for myself that I hadn't done in 14 weeks.
1: I want to back up for one second and talk about when you were going to all of those weddings because – Abby and I have been friends for a long time now, and I saw her posting pictures at these weddings, and I was a first-time mom at the exact same time. Our first children are really close. Six weeks apart, I think. Six weeks apart. And in my head, I was like, I cannot even... And she was showing up with a big, bright smile, and the three of you looked like so put together that in my head, I was like, how is she doing this? What's happening? Like, I cannot... I could not do that. Um, Not even in a judgmental way, but in a way of like, I physically cannot (laughs) pump, you know, bring that baby and breastfeed and do all those things. Like I just didn't attend that section of my life. We did not have as many weddings as you guys had. But I think there's something about you were showing up Putting your best foot forward, and people didn't see the -the Mm behind-the-scenes struggle Mm -mm. at all. And that was a point in time. This was
0: four years ago, so that was a point in time when I was brand new to Instagram. I wasn't even really on Instagram. I think I had thirty friends. I didn't know how to answer a DM at that point, (laughs) even. Um, But I thought of Instagram and social media as a highlight reel, and so I was posting what I thought people would want to see. Right, and that was a strong female who had herself put together. And I put that face on at work. I put that face on when I was going to these weddings. I put that face on when I was on maternity leave by saying, no, I don't need help. No, don't drop off that food. No, I don't need someone to hold the baby. And looking back, I'm like, what the heck was I doing? And I didn't notice it, Amy, until our second kid came along, until our second kid was like a week old. When Micah turned a week old, that was finally when I had to let go of the mom guilt and just say, I can't do this on my own. Like, there's no way. I'm actually able to do this on my own. Why was I pretending for the last
1: two years of my life when nobody is able to do this? Right. So I think the important point, too, is that a mom can look like she has it all together. You see her in person and she's shining, or you see just her beautiful smile in the picture she posts. But behind the scenes, and if you're a close friend of hers, I would just say, hey, Abby, how are you doing? you know and that's when you're mm-hmm. going to get the real answer if people are comfortable enough to share it um so that's just an important thing for us to kind of get through is that and you guys just heard me cry and on Instagram like I show up very confident in my working motherhood because I am but it doesn't mean that there aren't still emotions tied into the experiences especially when it's the first time you're doing something. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. want to speak to those moms that, you know, I'm on my first work travel trip. Maybe for you, it's the first time that you are going out to dinner with a girlfriend after a baby. Because I I was just telling Abby before we jumped on, I'm like, the first time I went to sushi after our first child with a girlfriend – number one I asked her if we could go later because I wanted to see him after daycare and give myself time to like feed him and just be with him. honestly be with him was like my main thing and then we go to sushi and I have like kind of one eye on my phone like mm-hmm. is Drew mm-hmm. gonna text me is Max doing okay do they need me type of feeling and then at the end I remember being like oh my gosh I hope that we can wrap this up so that I can get back home to Max before his bedtime. And then I rushed out to my Jeep. I called Drew on the way home. I was like, can you please keep Max up so that I can put him to sleep and see him? And so I just want to walk back to those moments with you guys and say that a lot of the time I was acting in irrational ways because I felt so guilty for missing like one bedtime And maybe that's where you are right now. And the way that I started to get myself out of that was that I had to be honest. And I had to be like, Mm -hmm, Amy, mm -hmm. that one bedtime that you are missing, like you're there so much of the time. Like this means this is not a reflection of how much you love him if you miss one bedtime. And I just had to start questioning my guilt a little bit. I had to wrestle it. I felt it, and I had to face it. I couldn't just keep living with it, like, running my entire life. And so now to think of how I once was with one sushi date, one time out of the house for a couple hours, to where I am now when Abby and I went to Chicago to see and Mm -hmm, interview our mm -hmm. friend Kate Lemire... Whom, if you haven't listened to that episode you need to and I'll let Abby speak to it but it was the f- it was one of the very first times where I had an overnight trip and I left mom guilt behind like I really had this incredible experience with this woman that I was so excited to meet and I was really able to feel fully present with Kate when we went to dinner with her, which was lovely like a three hour dinner. <laughs> And I could be in the moment with Abby and Kate, and I wasn't checking my phone. I wasn't racked with mom guilt. I was just able to be myself and be there and feel very happy. And that entire conversation, all the conversations we had on that
0: trip just felt so real. So that episode is episode six. We recorded it in the middle of January. So you still had a little baby. He was, yeah. what, six, maybe seven months old. And at that point you just felt so present. So when we were going on that trip, I didn't realize that it was your first time away from Cole. So going into it, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like the first times always hard. The first right. time with anything is is so hard." We're saying all these things right now in hindsight. Well, Amy, you're about to head on this trip right now. Yeah. So th- it'll be hindsight afterwards, but it's a lot easier to talk about an experience when you've already gone through it. Right. But when we were on that trip and you told me on the way down that this was your first time away from Cole, in my mind I was like, Shoot. Is she gonna do the same thing that I did when I was blubbering on that flight, asking for seven sodas and all the cheese it's possible? Because that's that was my experience. Right. And you were just able to I just commend you because you were able to be so present, so awake in that moment, and just be able to take in the actual situation that was going on while leaving the other parts that you still have as titles. You're still a mom. Right. But leaving those titles to the side. And it was just amazing being able to see you in that position because I know that a lot of moms First time moms, neither of us could have done that the first time around.
1: And that's the thing, you guys, too, is that the reason that I wanted to do this podcast at this time in my life when when I still have and Abby's currently growing another baby is because what I saw a lot of the times were people that were kind of already through these like really rough patches of motherhood. And I was like, we need voices that are in in it. Mm-hmm. Like we need voices that are right in it, crying the tears of being away from the family or struggling through the marriage or having these experiences instead of what I saw a lot of the times were women that were reflecting back and they were like 40 years old. And oh, when I was 30, I really wish that I would have. Uh, yeah. And they're out of it. So it's like, you always look back and see it sunnier than it was and you see you think of things that could have made it better but in reality it's like you're not sure if that would have really really worked and i will say the difference between chicago and la obviously um the proximity but more so the time demand so we were just we popped down to (coughs) chicago for like 36 hours and so that felt really good leaving for four days feels like a lot of time at this time with Cole still being this little you know what I mean like you're in the back of your mind I'm not really one of those moms that's like what if he crawls while I'm gone but that could happen yeah you know what I mean like that could happen and I have to be present in the idea of not fearing that necessarily but just acknowledging that Mm -hmm that's a real feeling and that could happen. So maybe you're not leaving for a four-day trip
0: to LA. Maybe it's your first day back at work. It's coming up or you just experienced this. Maybe it's your first baby. Maybe it's your fifth baby. That first day back at work can be a lot. It can be a lot to take on. Um, It can also lead to all sorts of emotions. So I know I have a friend, a coworker, who couldn't wait to get back to work? Right. Like she had twelve weeks at home, and she came back after like eight or nine because she was really excited to be back, wearing high heels, putting on lipstick, talking with adults, and that's an okay way of living too. Like that is completely okay. So I think that people look at everyone has a different take on leaving their kids, mm-hmm. going back to work, if you're choosing to go back to work, it or doesn't if have to be, to go back to or work. if you have to go back to work, yeah, there's all, all of those reasons. Um, so there's no right or wrong way. But thinking back to those first days back at work, Amy, um, after Max, after Trey, after Cole, can you think of any things that like would help our audience with just that transition and the mom guilt around maternity
1: leave ending? Well, the first thing I want to acknowledge is that my first time back to work was my hardest. I remember sobbing. I would rock Max in our recliner For the last week of maternity leave, I really didn't put him down, not because I couldn't, but because I just wanted to like savor him Mm -hmm. so much. And I would just rock and sob. and I was like, I just can't. So I was there for a week and that, um, it just felt like what I needed to do. Like I needed to feel those emotions with the first baby, the first time you're away to work is, um, it's the unknown. So everyone can tell you their experience, but until you do it yourself, you're not sure. And so I think being unsure is scary. So I was just scared. Like, is Max going to know I'm his mom? Like, you know, I just had all of these feelings of the bond being impacted by Mm, working. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for Drew and I, we needed my income. So, we were at a place where we definitely didn't feel comfortable living on one income. It didn't align with our future goals and desires. So, feeling like my income was needed in the household did help me because I felt like I was doing the best thing for the family. Um, So, I just really wrote these like three things. Down as to why I wanted and needed to work, and then I looked at them a couple of times. So, like, one, I held the benefits, the insurance for the family, and that was really important. And so, I would look at that. Number two, I want to show this little boy that women can work and be moms and demonstrate that role to him. Third, I had a lot of purpose in my job. So, being an oncology nurse, I was like, I am literally helping to save or care for this person. These patients, th- these people are moms and dads. Their brothers, sisters, you know, grandma, grandpa. They have these roles in their family, and like, pe- there are there's a need to take care of them. And I know I'm really good at that. And I know I can make them feel very loved. So, while I'm away from Max, I know that I can bring bring light to other people's lives. So the first time around, I really focused on those. I had to revisit those reasons a lot as it was a hard transition. What about for you in your first transition back? Yeah. To
0: and all of those points, writing them down, I think, or just even having them in your mind is really important during that transition, just so you know your why behind it. And maybe you don't have three things. Maybe you don't have a passion-filled job, for instance. Um, Maybe your partner can carry the benefits. But if there's one thing that you can really hold on to, whether it's an income or just even getting dressed in the morning or having adult conversations, like that was one thing that I, I love my coworkers. So being able to see my coworkers again, a lot of them aren't moms So I wasn't able to see them when I was on maternity leave because they were at work. And some of those people are my closest friends. So those are a lot of my whys behind going back is being able to have those adult friendships and then not feeling bad about loving those things. We're always going to love our children. Like we all love our children so fiercely. And we still wear that title as mom wherever we are. So wherever you are, know that that's not a title that leaves. But just sinking into the moment, um, that helped me a ton.
1: I loved last week's episode and what Alicia said. She was our stay-at-home mom that came onto the podcast last week. And just the idea that she has really hard days at her job, which is at home as well, and she uses the same tactics. She's got to revisit the reasons that her and her family made that choice for her to stay at home. So that she can feel affirmed in that decision. Because no matter which way you do motherhood, it's going to be challenging. And there's going to be times where you're like, I wish I was doing it a different way.
0: Yeah, completely. And Amy and I are talking about the working mom experience, just because that's the experience that we have. Go back to the stay-at-home mom episode from last week, and she gives so much detail on the mom guilt that can correspond
1: with that. But let's talk about where we are now in our working motherhood and how mom guilt might still play a part, but how you are better able to manage it. Sure.
0: So one thing that I have done that I'm not proud of, but it has helped me a ton, (laughs) I shouldn't say not proud of, but I feel like I overcompensate when I'm at work because I'm gone. So because I'm traveling, I feel like I overcompensate by doing all the things possible in order to still be there with my babies or feel like I'm still giving to my babies even though I'm gone. So I don't leave for many days at a time. Usually it's one, sometimes two. Very infrequently, it'll be three days. I also breastfed both my babies past 12 months. So you might be thinking, wait, does she really travel three or four times a month to different states with breast milk? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and
1: that is so hard.
0: It is so difficult. But in my mind, it wasn't even a choice. Because in my mind, that was the way that I could be with my children and supporting my children, even if I was far away. It Should I have gone to formula or asked for more help? Absolutely. Probably should have. But I knew that it was something that fulfilled me something that made me feel good. I saved hundreds of ounces of breast milk when I was on maternity leave because I knew that I had a to have 90 ounces on hand the first time that I went for a three-day work trip. I had to have that in order for me to feed my baby my breast milk when I was gone. Was I overworking myself? Probably. Like looking back, will I do that again this time around? I don't know. Probably because that's my personality yeah. and that's just who I am. Is it something that you have to do? Absolutely not. But I did know that that made me feel better. As hard as it was, it made me feel better. And I was yes. so adamant I'm making it work, Amy, because that was what I was able to do to help my Well, babies. Abby, I
1: can't imagine you being adamant <laughs> and in anything in, in anything in my life. Are you kidding me? But I will say over time for me, <laughs> a working mom became who I was and what I felt good in. So I have just gained all of this confidence that I am where I I am supposed to be. I feel a lot of purpose in the things that I'm doing. And that has really helped me. The second thing is, and I really want to say this to people that are kind of in a trench right now, is that I can wholeheartedly and 100% tell you that being a working mom has not negatively impacted the bonds that I have with Mm -hmm, the boys. mm -hmm. Like the boys and I, just have these incredible beautiful bonds that I'll probably start crying again talking about this but it's just our family is so happy and so when you see that as a mom that's away from them it it just does ease my mind like I know what we have I know how much they love me I know how much I love them and it just gives you this freedom to to say this does work for our family, and it works really, really well.
0: With the bond, too, I think that other caregivers, whether it's your spouse or grandparents or even the daycare lady and that they absolutely love, they only get that bond when mom is actually away. Like Dads are finally able to parent like they want to, be the sole caregiver when mom is gone, whether it's a trip to Target or or a trip to LA for four days. So giving them the opportunity to be a parent and to have that bond is something special we can give to them. I know that's one thing that we do. So Colin and I, um, every other month or every couple of months, we'll have grandparents watch our kids overnight. It's a time for us to reconnect, really reestablish our marriage. I know that not everyone can do that. But it gives our grandparents the opportunity to just be supportive in a new way. And yes, they probably get way more candy and watch movies and do all the things, stay up too late but it's what they get to do. And they're so happy when they come back.
1: And I can completely affirm her statements. Drew tells me, and I've spoke about this a little bit, but Trey, our second child is our really like attached to mom child. And so that presents issues when we're all home because he only wants me to do everything for him. And if I force him to let Drew do something, it's like this huge meltdown and, So, of course, we've probably made a pattern now, but usually I'm doing everything for Trey and Drew can help the two other boys a lot more. But Drew says, when you are gone, he thrives. Like he's not just upset that you're gone and missing you. It's like he lets me be his dad and like I really enjoy that time with him as my mother-in-law has also said like when you guys are gone it just gives us like this the most special time with them Mm -hmm. and when you're here it's amazing and it's great and it's all of us but when you guys are gone it just gives the grandparents such a sense of purpose and love and they get all the grandparent attention that they want Um, so we have found that me being away actually really helps get the other relationships in the family a little bit further. The last thing that we want to cover because we always want to help you guys get tactical and figure out how to get a little bit further down the road than you are right now is how you can start to face your mom guilt. So from my experience, the first time I wrestled with it was taking time away from Max and Drew. By myself. Like it kind of felt like a luxury. Like I didn't necessarily have to do it. You know, it wasn't my job. I didn't have to be there. So it was the first time I wrestled with mom guilt because it didn't feel completely necessary. Now you guys know I'm the queen of telling (laughs) everyone that they need time to themselves. But back then I was in a much different place. So the first thing I did when I realized, okay, I have this problem of feeling so guilty that I can't even go to the gym is I would make myself go to the gym. this was when Drew would be home with Max, it would be the weekend. And I would say, Amy, you can't rush this. So prior to this, I had been doing a half hour and literally rushing back home and then scooping Max out of Drew's arms as soon as I walked in the door. And Drew was like, dude, chill. (laughs) Like you do not have to do it like that. And so then I would say, okay, you have 45 minutes, use all of it. Don't even think about rushing or cutting this time short for yourself. I would drive home at a normal pace. I would come in the door. I didn't need to go to max right away. Like they were fine. And so that was the first time I faced it. And for me, As I've grown and as my life has gone on from being a first time mom, every time I come to a new point or a new thing that's making me feel guilty, I have to face it head on and I have to wrestle with it and talk to it. So going back to work as we already talked about, but also going on my first overnight trip. Chicago was a much different experience than the ones prior to that. When Drew and I would go away for the first time, that was there were a lot more tears involved in those. So like just to say that it's something that you have to get better at over time and each time you come to a new guilt, like this one, the big trip guilt, it's okay that I have to wrestle with that. It's okay that that doesn't feel amazing right away like you have to give yourself the space and the opportunity to grow Abby what are you gonna leave these listeners with I think that our trajectory
0: is somewhat similar but I didn't think of it as much as time but as who was watching my baby Mm. so I had a really big issue with I know that I'm the best caretaker or in my mind I was the absolute best caretaker who is the second best caretaker my husband. Who's the third best? There isn't a third best. That's not an option with your yeah, first yeah. baby. <laughs> so honestly, Amy, the first thing I did was take a really long shower. Like I couldn't even be away from the house. So with Lucy, a couple weeks in, I was like, I'm going to take a shower and I'm not going to have my phone on me. I'm going to take a shower in the far away so that I don't even know what's going on. I'm not going to check on him. I'm not going to make sure she doesn't need to eat. I'm not going to do that. I will tell you that I took a five minute shower, jumped out and was like, has she been crying? does she need my does she need me to feed her does she need anything and he's like babe this is what you're supposed to be doing and take some time for yourself so it literally could be as little as taking a shower and feeling like you're actually off limits putting your phone somewhere else not being seen you have to have those off-duty moments complete off-duty moments um because when you're sleeping next to your baby you're literally on 24 7 like if Your baby moves, you feel like you need to wake up. You are not the second shift mind or that mental load is a real, real thing with moms, especially in those newborn stages. Um, the gym thing, yep, can totally relate to that. We have free daycare at our gym. So at the YMCA, is it the cleanest spot in the world? No, that's like not something that I am worried that I was ever worried about. I should have probably been. But I literally, between sets, Amy, would go down and check on Lucy. No,
1: you didn't. I did.
0: So I would... Thank you
1: for your honesty.
0: I, I'm like thinking back to all these. I'm like, I don't have mom guilt. Are you kidding me? And then I'm like, wait a minute, Abby, put yourself back four years ago right. when you had that tiny one baby at home. And all of your thought was surrounding with Lucy. So I would do a couple of sets of my Expecting an Empowered Postpartum Guide. I would go downstairs, check in on her, go right back upstairs. Would I linger sometimes? Of course. Was she sleeping the entire time? Of course. Like nothing actually happened. I didn't even take time to shower at the gym because that would have been an extra seven minutes where I wouldn't be able to be available in case she woke up.
1: Because (laughs) it's like we sound a little crazy, but we also know that it's not. It's not at all. And it's where people are right this minute.
0: And you might be nodding your head being like, I'm there right now. Or you might be saying, I've never experienced that. Mom guilt looks different for every human being. Every human being has a different situation, a different travel schedule, a different set of what they feel the need for like I couldn't get my nails done, Amy for any of those weddings because getting my nails done meant I was away from home for at least an hour and I couldn't just go back home in between like there's no way that you can just like have half your nails be done. I mean I <laughs> guess there is that. I guess there is a way but <laughs> so like the, the type of self-care you have to. That you have to. The type of self-care that I was choosing was very, very specific. And it was all stuff that I could choose the control over. I could leave early if I needed to. I couldn't go to a movie. I don't even think I've been to a movie theater since Lucy's been born, to be honest. Because it's like an exact amount of time that you'd have to be away. And the mom guilt has left. But I think that is just like the habit that I built in my mind of I want to be in control over the amount of time that I'm away. So kind of scary to say. Um, What else? One last thing I'm going to say is that I – You guys all know I travel for my job. You all know that Colin and I take date nights very, very seriously. We take time away very seriously. The first time I'd ever been on a plane for more than a couple nights away that wasn't work involved, that wasn't my husband involved, was just a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. So despite the fact that you see me traveling all around, being confident in my decisions, like I can leave my kids now for work and not feel a ton of guilt, like I've definitely overcome that, going on a trip by myself for the sole purpose of my own enjoyment, was the first time I had done that.
1: Wow, I did not know that. So it's as if to say your mind was like, it's okay if it's work. It's okay if it's fostering my relationship with my husband. It's not okay if it's just for me and my friends. (sighs) Exactly, because it felt selfish. Like that part felt selfish,
0: being a good wife isn't selfish. Like that's helping somebody else. Doing stuff for work isn't selfish. I'm supporting my family. Right. But that trip to Florida with my friend Lindsay was just for me, and was it absolutely amazing in every way? Absolutely. But did those feelings of mom guilt come up more on that trip than ever on any of my work trips or times away with Colin? Definitely.
1: And I have to say, really quick, go on that that trip, you guys. Like, Do it. if it's been something you've been waiting years for. I go on trips with my girlfriends post kids and those are some of the times where you really feel like you're full before mom self I was living my best life I'm like I just can't even I feel so Amy right now Mm -hmm. and you're just completely
0: off duty like you know you know that you can't be there. Like you can't just rush home real quick and take care of a kid. You can't, your phone, I mean, it might be buzzing, but you can't do anything in that moment. So it's the first time that you're actually able to give complete control over to someone else and do the thing for you. And one of my friends, Jessica, she is like a number one supporter of this podcast. She went on a trip with her girlfriends because I had posted very honestly about yeah. the struggles I was having with that trip. And I just want to encourage anybody who is in that position right now, Maybe you want to run to Target. (laughs) Maybe you want to get your nails done. Maybe you want to take that work trip that has been in your back pocket, the opportunity has been available. Maybe you want to go on that trip with your husband that he's been dying to ask about or he's been asking about over and over again. And maybe it's that trip with your girlfriends. But whatever it is, give yourself permission to do those things for you. You might have some mom guilt, but try to silence it as much as possible, knowing that you being your best self is also going to make you be the best mom possible. This was a hard episode for us to record. It brought on all the emotions. So thank you for listening all the way through. And we hope that it met you exactly where it needed to.